Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And boom. Back again. Back once again. Yes. Episode 65. This time we're all full of, what was that? Pho. Pho. Well, you guys, you didn't have pho. You no. just had a normal. I just had the Korean drinks, man. That's good stuff. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, no, it's good Asian food. That was, that was definitely better than the, the buffet style, just... Bucket scoop. Yeah, I just opened up the fucking plastic bag and heated it up. And <laughs> that restaurant's pretty good. Yeah. I like I like pho. Pho's good pho, soup. Pho eighty-eight. Yeah. I don't know what the eighty-eight's about. I don't know. They number. I don't know why they number them like that. I mean, all over Denver, they're that way too. Are they? They got yeah, pho restaurants and they're all different numbers. Hmm. And I have no idea what that is all about. Might be part of the the pho restaurant association. You get a number. When you join, yes, it could be. I doubt it. Though. I doubt it. No, I'll have to look into it. No, no. You know, I never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about it right now, but not curious enough. If we had like a producer off to the side, we mm. could Google that for us. Yeah, we do well, have Google. We're not quite. A, yeah, but that, 
but then that distracts one of us. Good. Yeah. So then I just sit there and watch you Google something while we're on an audio for based. good audio. Yeah. <laughs> it makes for compelling audio. I'm sure it makes for a fucking award winning podcast, yeah. which we already have here. So yeah, with the boba tea, I think that's second or third time I've had a boba tea. Boba tea's Yeah, you introduced good. me to him. I think mm-hmm. it was when we went down to Scottsdale. To it was. The, yeah. The old Steve Maxwell, Steve Maxwell beginning of the grumpy guard, grumpy guy days. It was, man. Yeah, and I remember you telling me you're all hyped up on it. You're like, dude, I'm gonna go get me a boba tea. You're so excited. I rarely see you get super excited about things. So I was like, what is this all about? That's good, man. It That's up because up until fairly recently, there was not a place here in Junction that had fucking boba tea. Mm-mm. We had to go to the front range. Yeah, we were in. I think it was Vegas, <clears throat> and. Oh, no, no, no. We may have seen it in Vegas, but we saw it at one of the malls when we were in Anaheim. Um, just a straight-up boba tea shop. Mm-hmm. Just like a, a Cinnabon yep. fucking outlet little thing. And it was packed, dude. There were people. That's definitely the hot... It's a pretty popular deal. The hot thing going on right now. Which, I was looking at it, and I was like, all right. Who's the first motherfucker to drop his tapioca balls in his tea and say, fuck it? I'm just gonna act like it's a thing. I'm gonna just drink it. Sell the shit out of it. Well, see, you know what I mean? Like somehow somebody that did it on purpose, or it was an accident, but like somebody had the idea to start putting tapioca balls in their tea and then going, huh, this is pretty fucking good. Let's do it. It's kinda like I don't know, this might be a Midwestern thing or a Michigan thing. You know the frosties at Wendy's? Mm-hmm. As a kid, we a lot of us like to dip our fries in the frosty. Mm. Did you guys ever do that? Yeah, that's a pretty good combo. That's a good combo. But they don't ever sell the frosties already in the or the, the fries, fries already the in, the, in the frosty. No, because it gets soggy. Yeah, they would get pretty soggy. I think you have to use it as a dipping thing. It is. That's so. pretty. It's a pretty good combo too. Yeah, doesn't seem like it. No, from an outside perspective, but somebody's first chicken and waffles. I you know I've had that before. Not impressed at all. Really? Chicken and waffles? No. It is not a fucking great meal. And then you, like, I remember somebody raving about it. And I tried it down in Texas. I went to some huh. restaurant. And I was like, oh, if you go here, get the chicken and waffles. It's like, all right, man. You know, I'm in the southern part of the country here. I'll do huh. some fucking chicken and waffles. <clears throat> I did it. I was like, this is almost fucking terrible. This is... <laughs> you may have gotten a, stupid... a bad iteration of it. No, I, how can there be a good iteration of it? It's chicken and I've had milk. it a couple times. It's not bad. It's, it's stupid. good. It's a dumb combination. I've been... See, I had one... Well, see, it depends on what they're doing with it, right? Like, if you're just straight up eating chicken and waffles, like, yeah, I guess so. How else are you supposed to do it? I don't know. You treat it like a sandwich and you get crazy with it. Like, I went to a place Did in you put Denver. syrup all over everything? No, chicken no, no, no. and I waffles. what it was, man. Dude, it was like chicken and waffles, but it was, they had like different, you know, man, you have like different things that go on it and flavors and stuff. So, it's fucking dumb. Somebody just threw some fried chicken on a fucking old ass, I'm probably a Lego or an Eggo waffle. And, <laughs> that's the beginnings of it. And you're, no, you, that's, and then you're oh, like, that's, that's, you're that's what yeah. I got. I got fucking KFC and Eggos. Yeah. And they said, oh, this is chicken and waffles. No, it was higher class than that. I mean, for chicken and waffles. Right. I was not impressed. Being a chicken and waffles expert. Not impressed at all. Huh, all right. I don't know why why that's a thing. You're entitled to your opinion. I didn't understand it either. I've had it, but I I thought it was pretty good. A couple times I've had it. I was disappointed. I thought it was stupid. Hmm. I felt like I was cheated out of that meal. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I only get so many meals in my I life. God so damn many. it! I wasted one on that I one. I wasted uh, one on that. I one. want it back. I was upset. Okay, so <laughs> on that note, chicken and waffles. We'll remember not to take you there to the chicken waffle place. We can take me there. I'll just eat something else. Yeah, I can just have chicken. That's true. You can order chicken waffles and just eat <laughs> just one eat the or chicken. the other. <laughs> eat the chicken. I want the paleo chicken and waffles. <laughs> so, all right. Well, there you go. That's all right. Interesting intro into today's episode. That's right. So, what do you got on your notes? I ain't got no nothing. Notes. I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you said, man. They got nothing for you. So, uh, I got something random. It actually just came up while we were talking. So, have you seen the dudes who, like, pet the sharks, the shark petters? No. They can, like, get them to, like, almost, like, stand. Like, they'll start rubbing their nose and, like, the sharks will get all into it. And Yeah, yeah. This, this is a real thing? It's a real thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you see this at? Well, I've seen it in a couple places, but uh, I saw it was a Blue Planet. You know, those, mm-hmm. like, yeah, BBC specials or whatever. And one of the episodes was on... These guys, they go, they go hang out with like tiger sharks and like fucking bull sharks, like not nice sharks. And they're like petting them and rubbing on their nose and the sharks are coming back and they're like, oh, they like affection. It's like, I don't know. Seems like a bad maybe, idea. Maybe, but they seem psycho. But <clears throat> I was thinking, again, somebody was the first person, like the first guy who tried to make friends with a wolf. You know, the rest of the people were like, dude, you're an asshole. Like, you're fucking crazy. Do you know what those things do to us? But, like, somewhere, somebody in, like, in, you know, like, an alpha predator and, like, a person somehow. So, I'm watching these guys with these sharks and I'm wondering, and like, dude, a hundred years, are we going to have, like, pet sharks that were, like, <laughs> and we're all, or maybe not, but you know what I mean. I I don't know. It was just a weird, random fucking. I can see. Thought. I can see that being extrapolated out, being that all dogs came from wolves, and at one point in time, somebody said, "Hey, let's not kill this wolf. Let's throw it some meat, and if it's full, maybe it won't try to eat us." And they're like, "Oh, this wolf's not bad to have around." That wolf kept getting fed, so it eventually kind of became a pet like. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, so so now you're thinking it could happen with a shark. I think the barrier of they got to live in the ocean and we got to live on land kind of fucks that up. It does, I Slows guess. that evolution process I down. Guess. Whether we, maybe if we become like Aquaman. Yeah. Or sharks just start swimming up on shore, hanging Dude, out. Who knows, man? Some people like, they swim a lot. It's feasible. So, anyways, there you go. Kind of. Pet, shark petters. Hmm. Never heard of such a thing. No? Yeah, you should check it out. Never had that pop up on my YouTube feed. Yeah, we know what you have had, Papa. <laughs> fucking open heart oh, chakra surgery. What was the name of that video I sent you? Oh, yeah, open... Was it open heart chakra crystal surgery? It was crystal... There was the word crystal was in there. No, 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 it was... It was yeah, crystal surgery on the heart chakra to remove latent anger. <laughs> is what it was, yeah. And I sent this to you saying, hey... Kevin needs this. Or this yes, is going to be Kevin's, this is Kevin's next, we're heading, ne- next adventure. This is where we're going with it. So. He's going to start doing open heart crystal surgery. Yeah. Chakra surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him he needs to look into the earth medicine, medicine wheel stuff. So it's kind of heading in that direction. I got nice shit for a bit. Earth, earth medicine? Yeah, um, man. What's that? 
I don't even know what those two that's words like, together mean. That's like the Native American mysticism. Uh, so like, what's thing. what's the medicine part of it? Like, what, like, give me an example, dude. Like my elbow's fucked up. What what do I kind of do for? Oh no no no! It's not that kind of medicine wheel. Oh, it's the pretend kind of medicine wheel. <laughs> it's for your head. Oh okay, like guidance, spiritual guidance, guidance spiritual, spiritual guidance. guidance. Oh yes. okay, head or the earth medicine and medicine wheel and all that stuff. Yeah. I honestly have never heard of it. I've heard a lot of weird shit. I've never heard of the medicine. Really? Well, honestly. Well, you knew. I mean, because it, it couldn't all just be like the Chinese and the Vikings and shit that had the... I know you. Know, I know Native Americans had a bunch of yeah. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the... Again, it's not the same as their uh, their religion, so to speak. I thought they, they just... Like the Native Americans had a religion. That's not how it worked, but I know how I know that. But what I mean is like, it's more of like your your new age... Uh, crystals and energy shit interpreted through Native American uh, religious views and mythology and stuff like that. So I thought they just ate a lot of peyote and talked to the spirit world. Didn't they all? Everybody had something they ate. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking Vikings. Didn't they eat mushrooms or something? Mushrooms, like a motherfucker. Yeah. From the things I've read, they eat quite a few mushrooms. They went into battle all fucked up on mushrooms quite a bit. Yeah. That's badass. Well, dude, yeah. <laughs> you think you're fucking you're crazy. That, you are crazy. You are crazy. That is, that's pretty special to eat a whole bunch of mushrooms and then just go start swinging your battle axe. It's <laughs> fucking deep, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings are badass, man. Yeah. After they cast their runes, though. Fuck those runes. They're eating runes. mushrooms and swinging battle axes. Dude, that's the, that's the that's, secret. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyways. So, there you go. Open heart. Chakra. chakra surgery. surgery. Crystal surgery. It was it was interesting. But, dude, like I always say, if you give someone a handful of magic beans and they believe they're fucking magic beans, like, good luck convincing them they're not magic beans. Like, they're not doing something. You know, if you, if you believe... They're going through that. And usually, it's all funny, man. It's like the, if you want to call it the placebo effect, like who the fuck cares? It still works. Still works. Still does something. But like, I guarantee you that that lady in that video, as much as we want to laugh at it, like she, she committed the time and she committed the money. And I guarantee you, if you talk to her, she's convinced that that fucking had an effect. And it did something. That's that's powerful. It is powerful. That's powerful. Yeah, we sit here and dog it, but no, there's benefit to all that kind of fucking shit. Whether I mean, you can. I mean, I in my mind, I classify all that shit's the same as like organized religions, any sort of like from Christianity to goddamn Scientology to Mormonism. To me, I I think they're all kind of fucking ridiculous to to believe in the the letter of the word. I mean, I understand there's lessons behind there. But whatever, I don't give a fuck to what level you believe it. If you believe it and it provides some value to your life, like, I don't give a shit, man. Like, more power to people. Yeah. And, and some of it may seem really obscure, but if someone, if someone's really into it and it fucking helps steer them. They're benefiting from it. They're benefiting it. from Run with it, man. Yeah. As yeah, long as it's there's not, not hurting them or yeah, it's not hurting you or else. hurting anybody else. Like, yeah. run with it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody finds these little weird little, little things and it works for them. Like, fuck it, man. Yeah. Have at it. Fuck it. Man, I don't know. I think that the, that the things manifest themselves in a lot of different ways, and I'm certainly not going to 
argue. I mean, dude, if you found guidance through the Bible or you found guidance through the fucking I Ching, you know what I mean? It's like, who cares? It, dude, who cares? Who cares? If, if it spoke to you and it gave you guidance and you were able to make a better decision, uh, you know, based on what you got from it, then fucking who cares? Like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you over it. I might make fun of it. Exactly. I was going to say, like, I may make fun of it, but I'm not going to argue with you until no. you stop doing it. No. But then again, yeah, like I told Kevin last night, can't really pay attention to three quarters of what I make fun of. I just like to make fun of shit to see people's reactions. Like, I realize that, like, half the stuff I say and do like it's not really a reflection of like my actual beliefs and values it's more like oh i want to see if i can get a reaction out of somebody over this we do that all the time we say atrocious shit that no way reflects who we really are as people (laughs) we say terrible shit but, and we do it just to get a rise, just to see if we can strike a little chord. 100%. And sometimes we do, or sometimes, like, I'll say something to you, and you just look at me like, good try, but that was terrible. That was terrible. That was fucking, <laughs> you know, swinging a miss, buddy. <laughs> I know. Yep. That's how it goes, though, man. So, anyways, whatever fucking floats people's boats. So. Whatever twirls their turban. Yeah, it could be a magic eight ball. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Ouija board. Wherever you find your direction, man. I'm not going to argue with you. So, what do I got? I got some notes here. All right, you want to know note number one? I wrote it down last night. Fitbit is not Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Fitbit is not Tinder. That was the very first note you wrote down. Yeah, I wrote this down last night. And then we talked about it more today. How do you know it's not? I bet you there's been people that have hooked up. Dude. Via Fitbit. Well, see, what we were... I would speculate there is. No, no, no. This is funny. I told you. This is this is funny, man. This is actually <laughs> a lot of fun because it gives Kelly and I something to do. We get to cyberstalk you. Because you don't leave much of a digital footprint, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's not like there's... It's real easy to find stuff to... Make fun of Make fun of you about when you're not around. And so, I do plenty of that when I am around, though. I no, give you guys, no, no, pl- yeah. I give yeah, you guys yeah. plenty of fuel. Yeah. But, you know, there's just the speculation and the innuendo. Like, it's fun, you know? <laughs> the mystery. Who is this? <laughs> so, like, it, it all started with, uh, so you, you joined Fitbit, and then... Uh, I got friends on Fitbit. We got, I, fr- I, I think I actually started because I friended you. You were my first official yep. friend on Yeah, Fitbit. I started friending people. Because at first I was like, I ain't friending anyone. And then I'm like, all right, I'll friend Rob. And then... Then I, I looked and I saw like, oh, when I look at Rob's profile, I can see how many friends he has and then see who they are. And so I look and I'm like, he has four friends. It was. That's more than just me and Shiloh and Kiel. Like, who's his fourth friend? And I look and it's Shonda or some girl. And I'm like, who the fuck is Shonda? So I start digging into it a little bit and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> what is going on here, man? <laughs> like, who is, like, and then I, I'm like, oh man, he's... All right, that's where we were talking. Like, man, you know what? On the Fitbit platform, like, Rob's a Mac Daddy. That motherfucker averages like 40,000 steps a day or 30,000, whatever it is. And that's when I was like, dude, you're like fucking step rich. You're the fucking stepdaddy on <laughs> Fitbit, man. Like, you're probably attracting girls are looking at you going, like, damn, 30,000 steps. <laughs> And I don't know if I, I want to be his I friend. Know, I don't know if it holds that kind of cachet in the Fitbit world. I think people are looking at it differently. 
And then we look at it, you've got like 34 friends. I'm up to 35 now. And three quarters of them are girls. Yeah. And I'm just Well, saying, yeah, so you, you got me going down the path of the challenges. I wasn't really privy to like the Fitbit challenges. Right. And then so as the first one I did was like with you and your family. And then somebody said that, that Sean the chick, whoever the fuck she is, sent me, I don't know, because there's different groups, different right. communities. Yeah. And so... I was like, so I kind of, I just started clicking on all these communities. Like, okay, I'll just join them. I don't know what the fuck they are. I'll just see what happens. I started joining these communities. And then all of a sudden I started getting requests for challenges. And I'm like, well, I'm going to kill these fools. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make them feel bad. (laughs) I'm going to make them feel bad about themselves. And you know what I mean? Like, I'm getting like fucking 50,000 steps a day, you know, on a regular, from my work days. And so I thought that. So, but these people that were like inviting me to these challenges, some of these fucking psychos are putting me to shame. <laughs> like I got people I fucking can't keep up with, and so, and so it kind of looks like, for the most part, like the people that were inviting me to challenges, dude, these fuckers are getting a crazy amount of steps too, and so I think you know they're trying to challenge themselves. So they they find some other psycho on mm. there who's, who's getting thirty, forty, averaging like thirty or forty thousand steps a day. Like, oh, okay, so I got to try to beat this guy. Let's invite him to the challenge. And so I think that's kind of the, the rhythm. What's going that, on? That I think it? that's what get because that's what I did. So, like, I accepted a challenge, and then I seen these other fucking nut jobs in there. You know, I'm getting 30,000, 40,000 steps a day easy, and then I, I'm, like, in fifth place. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, what? There's this one dude in there that's, like, 75 years old just crushing it. I'm like, what is, I think this guy's just got dementia and he's just walking in circles all day. (laughs) Old folks, but he's killing it. And so I was like, wow. Oh, I did it. The light bulb. I was like, oh, this is kind of fucking cool. So like, then I created a challenge and I go through and I find people that are just getting fucking thousands of steps. I was like, all right, let's invite this person, this person, this person. And and so then it just kind of ups the ante. That's the system I kind of see going on. That's what you see going on. I think. Alright, well we just noticed you changed your profile picture from that creeper picture to your dog. To my dog. And you had a bunch of girls that you were friends with on Fitbit. And we were like, they seem to be the he's ones... trying to turn this into Tinder. Nah, that, that was fairly unintentional because there's not like pictures. In fairly Tinder. unintentional. <laughs> no, there's pictures on some. Dude, I was stalking the fuck out of you and your friends. I was gonna, I, I wanted to become their friend just so I could start talking shit about you to them. <laughs> I was gonna friend all of them and just start messaging them like, dude, you know that Rob guy? Like, he's a creep, man. Like, watch should. out for him. He, he lies about his step. He lies, man. He puts it on his dog. And makes his dog run on a treadmill. <laughs> Doesn't just his dog for shit days. <laughs> oh, we were. I was ready. You should. You fucking shit. Well, yeah. So after you guys named me the stepdaddy and said I was step rich, I went onto my profile and I put hashtag I'm the stepdaddy and hash no, I put hashtag the stepdaddy hashtag I'm step rich bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so that's on my profile. Step rich bitch. I'm step rich bitch. What about some steps? <laughs> so that's on my profile now too. Yes. We'll see so. if that adds more friends or scares them away. Yeah. And then maybe it'll thin the herd. Then we happened to have a friend who... Saw me on Tinder. Saw you on Tinder. Said she that was, happens. Yep. So she said it was a pretty amusing <laughs> profile that I, she I, had. I go through streaks of that. Like I'll have it for a while and then I'll get bored and agitated with myself and I'll delete it. Then I'll have it for a while and then I'll delete it. She and said it was something like, it, it if goes you're like, one of those chicks who likes to sit at the bar and smoke cigarettes... <laughs> 
Uh, this ain't I'm, I hate him or something I'm like yes that's the way to kick off a relationship <laughs> if you hate this shit let's get together let's hate it together <laughs> mutual hate let's focus on that we'll worry about the other stuff later you know speaking of that there there is an app out there like a dating app or some sort like a meetup app based solely on like hating shit oh really yeah yeah dude, I forget what the name of it is I came across it one day to where like you can go through and pick all the shit that really just annoys the fuck out of you, and it matches you up with people that are annoyed by the same fucking thing. It's kind of that'd be a bad idea. That'd <laughs> be a bad idea. Yeah. Like oh, you both get agitated by stupid fucking people. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Stupid. You hate people. You I hate, hate people too. I hate, I hate, hey, I yes. hate people too. Yes. Let's get together and hate people together. <laughs> It may not be bad. It may not be a bad idea. I mean, people may be going about this the wrong way. They're looking for shit they got in common. Right. Or like sexual attraction. It's like, hell no. No, we just need to hate the same shit. Start chance. with something basic. Start with something basic. We yeah. hate stupid people. Yeah. It's a win. All right. It's a big win. We'll build on that. <laughs> so, but anyways, and then the conversation degenerated to... Uh, I'm glad you guys are cyber-stalking me. Combining Fitbit and Tinder into... Tinder Fit. Tinder Fit. That was Joe Funk's suggestion today that's a good suggestion i wish i was smart enough to like develop that <clears throat> tender fit tender fit yeah I, th- I think that's got something i don't know where to start with it. nah i mean and that's and i think that's where i because uh, we told you too like um we were gonna try and track down your profile but we would have to create a profile <laughs> and keely starts getting all getting some all existential weird. angst about <laughs> I don't know about creating a Tinder profile. Like, is this going to affect our marriage? And I'm like, I'm sitting right the fuck here. Like, <laughs> You're not doing we're it. Doing my... it to get robbed. <laughs> this is a joke. She's like, I don't know. I'm afraid of what ads are going to get triggered in in my newsfeed if I join Tinder. Would she feel better if you created one pretending to be a chick? Well, she put some bullshit picture on there. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I, I, that's why I'm like, what do you? You don't even have to create a real thing. Like, you can just put a bullshit picture and a fucking email that doesn't really go anywhere. I mean, it's not... Like, I, I've never done it. You don't even have, have, e- have to have an email. Okay, so see, I don't even know that. Yeah, so I'm like, I, it's this is... So anyways, it was funny. And then I just made this offhanded comment about like... About like, yeah, I see these ads. Or no, she... That's right. She she was... Uh, or no, I, it's, I forget how it went, but... Yeah, now she's weirded out because I told her that I've sometimes see these ads for fitness singles or like Colorado fitness singles. And so now she's all like, well, it's not, I don't know. It's funny, man. She's hilarious. She was all mad this morning because it's sexist. Cause she's like, well, I don't see these things. So obviously they're showing to you cause you're a man. So they're sexist. They just think that like men want to cheat or something like that. <laughs> like I'm like, Oh my God, no, I don't know what you're, they're just like, Target this age group males who show an interest in fitness. Go. go and there's the ads. I mean, that's probably the depth it, of the targeting for those ads. It's, like I said, it's not on Facebook or, or like one of these things that it's just like a like the, the Google ad network or like you know on, on like random fucking apps or sites here. Like every once in a while. So I mean, it's not. And it doesn't take much, man. You just click on one thing, and the next thing you know, you're getting ads for this. And if you and a lot of times it'll be some fucking bullshit pop up ad to where they hide the X to close it, 
And so if you keep if you can't oh, quite yeah. hit, if you can't quite hit on the X to close it or something, then you or actually like, then yeah. you accidentally open it, and then then that just spirals more fucking ads and shit. Like oh yeah, and then but you learn too. Like even if it's just like a little ad that pops up here or there, like everything you do on the internet is connected, oh, yeah. some way or another. Man, they know where you're going. They know. They know. Yep. And you get targeted by different groups or whatever. Like it, it doesn't take much. You just you do one little thing here, or there. I say you don't have to do anything. If you're no. just a fucking thirty-five to fifty-year-old male, guess what? You're in a group, man. You, group. you may get targeted for something simply because you just happen to fall in that group. And so it's uh, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird fucking deal. I was actually reading something about uh, some email marketing trends for this year and one of the trends they said is like being less creepy that consumers are starting to get creeped out by how targeted they are getting with the ads and all of this stuff and that it's starting to turn them off and that they'll actually do business with a company that's like less creepy so that like super targeted ad where they're like Hey Rob, do you want? Di-? You're like, what the fuck? How what? You know, or it's just like stuff like that is people don't like it. No, dude, it freaks you out because it, it, it's happened to every one of us to where you'll get an ad somewhere for something, and it wasn't even something you searched for. It's something you just happen to be talking about, but and a lot of it I think is coincidence, or maybe somehow it's listening to you, but it's coincidence. And just because you fall into that demographic, you know, age, location, whatever it is. But you happen to just be talking with your buddy one day and then the next day or two, something pops up in your feed. Like, how in the fuck did they know I was talking about that? Yeah, what was that? going on? What was going Like, it freaks you yeah. out. Well, it, they figured really, out, like, I forget what book it was, but they were talking about Target. Mm-hmm. And how, and this is years ago. Like, now this is just normal everyday shit and everyone knows it. But, like, back in the day when they were, they were talking about, like, what they're doing is they're collecting all of your data and then they're actually able to predict what you're going to want. And they'll start sending you ads. And, and you know, this is before the internet. So they were the fucking mailers. And they would have different mailers for different. They weren't, sent, they weren't the same for everyone. And they would start trying to predict what you wanted based on what you had bought. I remember one of the examples they had was like a dude uh, got all pissed off. And, you know, I could contact him somehow. And was like... You know, why are you sending me these, you know, mailers with stuff for baby stuff? You know, I'm like... Oh, I remember hearing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm like a single father with a teenage daughter. And like, why why you have all this baby stuff? And then like, come to find out, the daughter was pregnant. And like, through some of the stuff she was buying, they predicted like, oh, you're pregnant. We're going to start sending you baby stuff. And, you know, again, like that stuff became the norm. But it's gotten to the point where it's like, shit like that's creepy. Right? And it's like, all right, consumers are starting to get a little fucking tired of it but it's uh but anyway. it's a trend man yeah i mean it all started i i think it really started being real prevalent when they started having like uh everybody started doing the cards not credit cards but like your city say your city market value card uh-huh to where you can be a you know a regular shopper you scan it and you get discounts oh yeah well you know that's all just tracking purposes that's why they're doing it right they'll knock a little bit of price off shit here or there send you some coupons but they want to see your your What's trending and, what, and who's purchasing what? Right, and so then they can target, and then that's all that shit ever was. Yeah, when if, when people first started doing it, though, like the general public didn't realize that. I know I didn't. I was like, oh, you sign up for this, you give them your goddamn email and your phone number, and you get discounts on shit. 
I never thought past that. Yeah. Like, oh, they just want to track purchases. Well, I remember, yeah, I read that book and I started looking around and seeing like, oh, fuck, seeing all these things. And then, uh, dude, again, Target, those guys are, they're like the head of a bunch of this shit. They got their cartwheel thing now. I think I may have mentioned this before. Like, This is where they have special coupons and discounts that they don't advertise. So you have to scan everything in your cart before you check out and it'll let you know if you've got any discounts. But here's the thing. You end up scanning shit that you don't necessarily plan on buying, but you're looking to see if there's a discount on it at the moment. So now, not only are they able to track the shit that you actually buy, they're able to start tracking the shit that you're just thinking of buying. Slightly interesting. You're doing it. You're scanning it for them. You are adding it to their database gladly, like smiling, like, yes, do I get a discount? And you get the little ding, like... Yeah, I save fucking money. I didn't really need it. Oh, but I get a discount. Or, yeah, or, like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's just, like, oh, I kind of need this. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. And so it encourages that. That's great. But like I, I saw it and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what they're doing. They've found a way to get people to start tracking shit for them that they wouldn't even necessarily buy. Because how would they have, like until you run it through the register, they had no idea what you actually were holding in your hands. And so now they, they, it's fucking brilliant, you it is, know? It's, it's really brilliant. Yeah, it is really brilliant. So it is, uh, but, and then and people are happy to do it because you get a little discount Makes for your life it. a little bit yep. easier. You, you save some a little, data. Yep, save a little bit of money. Save a little bit of money. Just give up a little more of your privacy. Some of this shit is interesting, you know? I mean, we've talked about it before. Half the reason I go to Facebook or Instagram is I just want to see the ads that are I'm being targeted with all those Colorado Fitness single ads. <laughs> I want to know why I've never seen that. I have never seen like a, a fit single ad ever. Not that I recall. I mean, granted, I'm not on like social media platforms besides Tinder Fit. But yeah, see, I mean, that's a, yeah, I don't, and that's why that's, that, that's the weird thing. Like, if I really had to say, like, where did I see it? I would, I'm curious. I think it was like an app that I had. I saw like, or I don't know. I can't even fucking tell you where I saw it. It wasn't a. Uh, like a, a regular ad but yeah it's not not it but the ads that's where I saw the Angles 90 so targeting I just did good targeting. for the Angles 90 out in the garage there. yeah those, man those are pretty sweet you're a fan of them though. man yeah I mean those handles are doing the, the deadlifts with those things to me like nice. that's that's the fucking best way you get the best of both worlds that's what I said in the last episode you got the straight bar so you have to do a good hinge but you get the, the good hand position so it's easier on your on your body so dude i've been cranking out the fucking deadlifts i've been doing 10 sets of three and i've been doing that for several weeks now how many days a week do that like one day one day yeah dude just yeah so it's my 10 sets of three like how like how difficult those three not super difficult i'd say like probably the hardest set is like maybe approaching an eight Mm -hmm. and so i've been i've gotten up to like 205 i'm doing like 205 and which is I don't do a lot of deadlifting because when I do a lot of deadlifting, I tend to start hurting. Like things just start to hurt, especially like my hips and my low back a little bit. Like just, it doesn't matter. Like dude, my deadlift form is good, but I realized doing with those handles that it's like, it's just the nature of the barbell deadlift. Like it's just not a natural good position to have your hands trying to hold a bar in front of you like that. Like it's just, we're not structurally made to do that. And so you're going to. It just man, yeah. I mean, you, I can tell. You can feel the difference. Like you're like, it's oh. nice. I like it. Yeah, all yeah. the weight's going through your bones instead of like in front of you, and you're trying to like hold it in front of you. So, and it keeps the weight. Like again, like 
205 with those handles because you're not holding the bar like it's a little unsteady no, it's slightly unsteady yeah, yeah you got to hold a little bit so it's probably like you know like 225 or so with just you know the, the bar itself but uh so i like it man i'm gonna keep keep doing them i think deadlifts are good exercise man good old-fashioned fucking deadlifts they are i think we've overcomplicated a lot of stuff i think the functional fitness pendulum needs to start swinging back i think it will a little bit hey i actually heard i heard somebody talking about that kind of the same mindset we have on that you know it was like the functional fitness thing kind of got too far yeah they said it went too far you know just like where we stand on it like if you're if you're in jiu-jitsu or in a sport to that is your functional fitness depending on your sport but right a lot of sport i mean there's a lot of function going on in a sport so your training doesn't necessarily need to be quote-unquote functional right right you know i mean to a certain extent yes but it doesn't need to be all crazy functional and poo-poo just barbell squats barbell deadlifts overhead presses yeah, like just, just some standard shit, you know. Just stronger good. and putting on some yeah. fucking muscle. Yep. Like those things are, those, those things have value. A lot, they have a lot of value. Still, you know, yeah. like just, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I've, uh, <clears throat> that's funny. I, I've, one of the guys, there's a guy on Instagram that I uh, follow. And he's actually pretty, it's a, it, his, his handle's like Fat Man to Batman. And his, his thing is, he's, he's a pretty overweight dude. And he's like, he's just really decided like, you know, Batman's his, inspiration which you know everybody loves batman because he's fucking only he's he's like the only hero who's one of us basically right right? like he just trained himself he's got no superpowers and so his you know he's he's, uh like i said man guy's doing a lot of fucking good work but i will say that sometimes i'm watching what he's doing and you know i'll see something that he did for the day and i'm a little bit like man you just needed to move you just need to do some fucking basic move some weight exercises and and some of this like mace flow stuff and you know body weight flow and functional movement stuff it's like you're those aren't the big rocks man like that's not what's really gonna fucking move your your needle and uh so yeah i think that there's it's definitely room for both but I think the real take-home message is that the gym shouldn't be the only thing you do anyways. You know what I mean? Like, the problem was is we looked at bodybuilders, and it was like, oh, all they do is bodybuild. They live in the gym and bodybuild. Like, they're not functional. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to create functional people in the gym. You know, because that was the thing. It was like, like CrossFit. Like, we see it all the time. You find people who are great at CrossFit, but they're not necessarily like, I wouldn't call them athletic. You know, they're not necessarily able to handle a, a variety, you know, of, of movement challenges because they don't do stuff outside of CrossFit. CrossFit's their sport. That is become their sport. Their sport. Yeah. And so, you know, what we did is, you know, in my mind, though, we're, they're still zoo humans. You know, like, can you drop them off in the middle of the woods and say, fucking home is 10 miles that way? And are you going to be able to run, climb, crawl, you know, do all the things that you need to do to get there? And you run across a lot of people who are, you know, functionally fit, but they don't possess some of those basic skills or like, or grapple or fucking, you know, some, some basic, uh, martial skills, you know, do we say all the time, super fit dudes come in to, to wrestle 
and find out like, oh, fuck, like there's a whole nother universe that I never knew existed. I thought I was a badass in the gym. So like, I think the take home message, like that was the thing, the pendulum's like, get the fuck out of the gym, man. Like stop trying to create athletes in the gym. Like that's not it. Like athletes do their fucking sport and then the gym supplements that kind of a thing. And so that, that's where, that's where it gets lost a lot in my mind is like a lot of people don't have a reason to get fit. They're getting fit just to get just fit. Just fit. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, and that's where they lose motivation because at some point in time they kind of realize it. Right. You know, because they don't have any other activity they're getting fit for. That's why CrossFit turned into a sport, right. it's, man. Because even though it was like the, 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 the pendulum swung in the other way of like, hey, we're going to get away from bodybuilding towards functional fitness. Like, if you don't have a reason that you're doing that, it's hard to keep doing it. Well, hey, here's a reason here's to Here's a do reason it. to keep doing it. It's a sport yeah. now. And you now you can compete and compare yourself. And that's how you keep people motivated because it is. If all you're doing is working out to work out, it's, it's a tough tough thing to do but i think that getting out of the gym is really the message but yeah the yeah the functional fitness pendulum it's about time it starts swinging back a little bit i hope it does yeah just because i think people will see the benefits or the mistakes they're making and it'll come back and i don't know and i kind of see this is me being wishful thinking too and i started thinking about this with like with the fitbit shit and just the walking you know, and I was thinking about like my parents, they're getting older and, and, you know, like most like the medical advice that, you know, you'll hear doctors and shit give to people as far as exercise go. It's always like, just go out and walk, do something, which isn't bad, but that's, I mean, that is so like entry level, basic human movement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you get a Fitbit and you realize you're only walking 2,000 steps a day, yeah, you need to you need to get out and fucking move some more. Yeah. Like, that's not very much. No. Um, but, I, man, I, I got high hopes that eventually, you know, because I know there's doctors like this out there that understand the benefit of resistance training and building muscle. You know, we've talked about it before. You know, as you get older, you lose muscle mass, and that shit is important. you got to keep your muscle mass. And, and man, having more muscle helps your metabolism. Like, and you're going to lose weight, you know, just because you have more muscle mass. Just sitting here, you're going to burn more calories than if you're fucking fatter, you know, just because just the way the body works. Yeah. And, and man, it's so important. Just basic resistance training. You don't have to be all complicated with it, you know. And if you could just teach people those basic, mu- you know, movements, you know, and a barbell, I mean, they're, they're basic, but it, they take some practice, but you know, with a good trainer, teach somebody to barbell squat and deadlift and overhead press and bench press and shit like that. Like, it'd be so beneficial for anybody, like any f- f- person that's physically adapted or not. You know, like a couch potato, some old sixty-year-old lady that doesn't do anything. Resistance training would be fucking so beneficial. Yeah, and I think that's a hard message to get to people though, too, just because lifting weights has a bad rap i guess you know yeah it's intimidating it's intimidating you know and there there is a you know barrier to entry there's some skill because you can get hurt yeah. if you don't know what the fuck you're doing yeah but that's we're good i mean there's a lot of good personal trainers out there i mean there's a lot of shitty ones but there's a lot of good ones yeah you know yeah and they're all over at you know you go to a golds or whatever it is you know and get a membership there's fucking tons of personal trainers running around there looking for clients yep. they can teach you know take somebody and teach them 
you know, you get out of the group fitness bullshit. It isn't teaching you anything. Just get them into like some one-on-one sessions. Like here's some good basic exercises. Here's how you do them. Oh, you can't quite do them yet? Okay, we'll step you up to them. And man, I think that would be so just beneficial for everybody. But I'm, I'm optimistic things will go that way. Yeah. And but well, I strength training's definitely got more popular. I mean, and I, I'm hoping it keep. It has got more popular, yeah. but I hope it continues to get more. popular. I think it will. And I, I think it helps too for like lady, the older women, the older generation too, is, or even just women in general. Because this, I think this is a good thing CrossFit did is they're showing that it's okay for a woman to have muscle. You know, I think that was the old old kind of thought process that women used to think like, well, I don't want to go lift weights because I'm going to get bulky and big. Yeah. Like, no. No. That's not the fucking case. Yeah. I mean, you you see some of those hardcore CrossFit chicks, yeah, they get jacked. And the, the real top level ones, yeah. But you know what it takes, the kind of work it takes to get to that? Yeah, like no one. Just, and most of those girls still look pretty feminine. They still, I mean, yeah, nobody's they confusing right. them for fucking some bodybuilder chick, right? So yeah. So, but even for them to get like that, even if a woman doesn't like to be quite that muscular, you're not going to get that muscular without a fuck ton of work. Just some genetics. Just genetic, yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe a little, you know, Mexican supplements. Little, little sauce. <laughs> I'm not saying, but. But, it, like, yeah, just doing some regular strength training, like, you don't ever have to worry about, oh, I'm going to get too big and bulky. Like, yeah. that, that's not going to happen. No, that was that was straight. That was the bodybuilders who kind of ruined that. But, I mean, it's... it's. Uh, I think that's going away a little bit. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I really do. No, it's been... I think that's one of the things. I think that, like, the... Again, we poo-poo on CrossFit and stuff, but there's a lot of good shit that has come from it. A lot. Um, yeah. And I think one of the good things is, is, like, you know, like, Kiela gets asked all the time, like, you know, are you one of those CrossFit chicks? And, you know, like, there's a look mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the muscular, uh, you know, sexy female, it's a look that CrossFit has helped popularize and make uh, acceptable and, and shown people, like, no, 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 no. This is what a girl who works out can look like. Like, you're not going to look like you know, the, the freaking bodybuilder chicks. So, um, yeah, I think that that's, it's definitely made it more acceptable for girls to lift weights and put some muscle on and, and move some stuff. So, which is great. Cause like you said, man, that's the best thing that you can do. Like resistance training is super important. Like so aerobic important. stuff is important, but you know, I, I think one of the reasons that the trend's going to continue is that the, there's science, right? Like that was the problem. Like people forget, man, that like, Science can only test what they can measure. And so a lot of sports science is really just a history of testing. And one of the first things that they could test was VO2 max. Like why is VO2 max the holy grail of of fitness training? Is it really the most important thing? You know, blah, blah, blah. Again, it's not that it's not important, but like there's really never been any like straight correlation between, oh, you have this VO2 max and this is going to be your performance, right? It's, it's, it's one of many, many variables that go into somebody's performance. But why is it this, this holy grail? This is the first thing they ever got to measure. It's the first thing that sports science really got to test was, was your VO2 max. And so every test was VO2 max. Well, if everything coming out of science is VO2 max, well, what's the message to the public? What's well, VO2 max? It must be really fucking important, right? Maybe. 
or maybe it's just all they can test at the moment. And that's like one of the reasons that strength training took so long to get going is they couldn't test strength training the same way that they could test with the same ease and, and, and stuff that they could with aerobic training. And so that's why so much of sports science was studying aerobic training. Again, it wasn't that it was most important or best. It was just what they can study. Hey, if you're a scientist and you got to study something and you got to write papers, well, guess what you're going to study? You're going to study what you can study, right? And so, but now that they've got these ways, these better methods of, you know, studying strength training and you're seeing more and more people studying strength training and the studies coming out supporting strength training for all of these different groups, now the message to the public is a little clear that it's like, oh, this strength training thing must be important because science is talking about it. But so I think that's why the trend will continue. But that's why where it was, that's why you also got to be careful with like, okay, sports science is great, but you know, it's fairly limited. I it mean, is so limited, man. It's getting better, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I mean, part at one point it told us lactic acid caused fatigue. You know what I mean? Like we all thought that. So, but anyway, sorry. No, 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 no. That's, and I, I think part of the problem too is one, it was the it was the measuring thing. Like, oh, if this is what they can measure, that must mean it's super important. Let's do that. I think too, coming from like the medical advice side of it, it's a, and the so happy culture that we that we are as a whole, it's it's a lot safer for doctors to suggest, hey, go walk on a go for a walk or get on a treadmill or an exercise bike. Because the chance of someone getting hurt there is way less than someone getting hurt trying to learn how to fucking barbell squat. Yeah, and and so I, I think I think that's what's got us to this point is oh yeah just go do cardio. You know that's why you see all these old old ladies at the gym fucking you know in spin classes or on some goddamn elliptical machine. Yeah, well, see, which is the best. At least they're, they're doing something. Here's here's the, the but, drawback, right? Like so, okay, if you're how do I put it? Like, so there's levels of unfitness, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that if somebody was reasonably fit but it never worked out again, that their odds of getting hurt trying to learn a strength trainer are a lot less, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody who weighs 250 pounds and is really like overweight, you know, they have a much higher chance. Like they just, they don't move well. Their mobility is really limited. So for them, like just getting moving and, and walking and, and doing some of that aerobic stuff is important and you know but i think that you know and then as they get fitter you know and you reach a certain point well it's like okay now strength training is not like this is more important for you like you're not going to continue to see progress doing just this you're going to have to do strength training at a certain point this is where you should have started okay like you know what i mean like you were so fucked up that we had to get you to normal before we could start this process the way that we get you to normal is through this just getting you, know, you to move more. Getting you to move more. But yeah. but the but the problem is is that we take away one of the greatest stimuluses for the body to lose weight, which is impact. And and again, it's just double, you know, okay, people hurt you know, find what they can do, but you know, people being on the elliptical, people being on, you know, uh, spin bikes and exercise bikes, one of the reasons that they love it is because like, oh, it takes away the impact. But it's like, yeah, but if your body doesn't suffer that impact, then your body's not really fucking super motivated to lose the weight. Like that's one of the things with body weight exercises is that your body starts to recognize like, hey, one of the easiest ways to make this easier, be lighter, be lighter. 
Exactly. It's a, it's a signal to your body to start fucking being lighter because what you're doing is it, it, it recognizes the way to solve this problem is to be lighter. But if you're just doing aerobics, and again, this is where the problem is, like VO2 max and the cardio system, we're, we're separating that from the organism, right? And we're saying, well, if you do cardio exercise and you're going to burn this many calories and you're going to burn this much fat and therefore you're going to like lose fat. But it's like, it's not how the human body totally works. Like, you know, we we're kind of already, you know, discussing this the other day about calories in, calories out. It's like, yeah, no, it does work, but there's more to it than that. Because if you're not giving your body the right stimulus, then it's still not going to respond correctly. And I think that that's one of the fucking issues, man, is people need to walk, like actually walk, not not on a treadmill, not on a fucking elliptical, like not on a bike. Get outside yeah. and walk and your body will be stimulated to lose weight because it will recognize walking, recognize that you can't fucking do it and it will know how to fix it because your body was made to walk and knows how to fix that fucking problem, right? But you're not giving it the right stimulus. You're trying to hack it with like fucking blah, blah, blah bullshit. And the other thing... <laughs> you get fired up. I'm fired up, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is... uh those those recommendations that you're talking about here's the thing they know that like those recommendations that they say like exercise this much you know is you know walking or gardening for half an hour and blah 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 this many times a week they know if you add up the calories that you burn doing what the government recommends it's not enough calories to stimulate weight loss they know it they know it but the rationale is that if they told people what they really needed to do, it would intimidate them. And so they wouldn't even try. And so if we, if we sugarcoat it and basically lie to them about what they need to do, it'll at least get them to start going. And then hopefully that will motivate them to actually progress to doing enough to uh, see results. It's fucking horseshit. It's not, how, you know what I mean? And then people do it and that's why you see these fucking commercials when diet and exercise don't work for you. It's like, well, no, I just did what the fucking government told me to do. I garden for half an hour, three days a week and guess what? I'm still a fat ass. I need a fucking pill. <laughs> and it's just like, Jesus Christ. You know, like the government is literally lying to people about what they need to do to be healthy because they feel that the, 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 the truth is too much for people it, it, like it's mind-boggling to me and it's like it's so frustrating because it, like people don't like people try and they think that they're doing what they're supposed to do right and and then they don't see the results and then they think like there's something wrong with me and now i need a pill and it, it all just fucking feeds the system man it's fucking wild so there you go and it's maddening it's maddening it is because you i mean you see people that you love and care about stuck in that cycle and, and I know you and I are, you know, we've talked about this before. We're, we're in the same place with different relatives or, you know, f friends of the family. And, you know, the closer you are to somebody, the less chance of them taking your advice is, you know, they're not going to listen to you. Because yeah. you, you're just, you're just, there's whoever to them, you know, brother, son, cousin, whatever. You're not that important. You're not some big shot. And, yeah, and you see him stuck in that vicious cycle. And they're looking for that easy answer. Like, oh, I did what the doctor told me. Well, what? And then you find out, well, what did the doctor tell you? And then you hear what the doctor told them. You're like, what? 
Yeah, like, fucking what? That wasn't going to work. Yeah, like, I've had this conversation with family members before, like, and I've tried to explain to them, like, you know, you know the, the doctor had given this family member of mine some just horrible nutritional advice. And I was like, do you understand, like, your average, like, family practitioner and all the years of school, they get, like, eight hours of nutrition advice or education? Eight hours and all, that's it. Like, they're not nutrition fucking experts, man. Yeah. They're, by any stretch of the imagination, unless they pursued extra extra training. And, and, but because it was a doctor that told my family member this, and I'm telling them something completely contradicted, like, they are not going to listen to me. Yeah. And I, I can see it. Like, I'm not going to win this because I don't have a fucking PhD next to my name. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, just, it's so disheartening. Like, all right. It is. It's And there's nothing you can do. Mm. It's... No, I mean I do. It's 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 cliche, but like the thing is, we don't have a healthcare system. We got a sick care system. Yep. And that's the thing. Like our the, our, our medical professionals are not educated and equipped to really help keep people healthy. They are very good at taking care of you when something goes wrong and you're sick. But yeah, trying to keep you from getting sick in the first place. That's not the wheelhouse. Kind of goes against their, you know, you don't really get paid as much. The business, the, the business plan. The business model doesn't work. And again, I don't think this is conscious, right? Like right. this is not. But you can't help. But if you, you know, it's like personal trainers. On some level, like does a personal trainer really want you to ever achieve your goals? Well, then you're you're gonna go. You know what I mean? So there's always this like, well, your 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 goals and my goals may be a little conflicting. Like I don't ever want to see you, and you want to see me as much as you can. So, you know, you just got to keep that in mind sometimes. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's frustrating. But, anyways, if people did jujitsu, they wouldn't have to worry about it as much. Nope. Takes care of a lot of that Takes shit. Takes care of a lot of those problems. It does, man. Yeah. Get I your still functional s- movement. Yeah. Your fucking weight loss. Resistance cardio. training. Yeah. I, I still am like, I've never seen people's bodies change the way that I've seen jujitsu change them it's uh like I, I think you could come in and try to not lose weight if you're overweight and good luck like it's your body your body recognizes i need to fucking lose weight i can't move i'm laying on the ground this sucks i'm like a beached whale <laughs> <laughs> this is like no good turtle upside down yeah little legs fucking flailing like i can't get up <laughs> i can't get up so yeah so anyways anyways all right. That was an interesting rant. I know. I'm not sure got, how we got there, but... We got way off on the fucking uh, side tangent there. So, um, I don't know. I had two little notes. One, I think... Uh, I mentioned this earlier to you. I don't think this is like a big subject. but just kind of want to get your, your thoughts on it. Um, we were talking about how, like, how Gordon Ryan had been in an interview and somebody had asked him if Donaher had competed... And he said, no, but he, you know, was a bouncer for 20 years and that's, you know, more impressive or, or something like that, or like a better show of skill than, uh, than competition. And, uh, so anyways, obviously caused a little stir in the, in the jujitsu community, but it was, it was kind of interesting. Like he, he went a little, I read a little bit and he went a little further and he had some interesting points. Like I said, just, you know, we talked about, I want to get your thoughts on it, but he was, Saying that, you know, when you're bouncing, uh, obviously, um, you're, there's no points. You're, you're really having to deal with aggressive people that want to do you harm. And that uh, 
you do actually have to apply submissions to the point of breaking or choking someone out. And that that means that your technique and your angles and all your shit need to be spot on. And that, you know, there's people who are, who compete, whose, you know, technique may not necessarily be the best, but because, you know, people tap, you know, like they're, they may not necessarily be, Hey, my arm's straight. And I'm going to tap now. Could they have actually finished and fucking snapped the arm? You know, who knows? But uh, anyways, I don't know. It was, some, it was like some interesting points, but um, I don't know. What was your... I, I can see... I agree with what you just said there. That, you know, someone coming from a pure sport, you know, experience or background. Yeah, Someone, you know, might tap early and just say they didn't tap. Say the goal, say there was not no tap out. Say you had to break that guy's arm. There, there's probably a lot of times in positions to where you probably couldn't. Like, you, you get a tap from somebody, but, like, if they weren't to tap and you were just to keep putting heat on it, are you going to be able to break it or not, you know? And, and so being put in real-life situations like a, like a bouncer or a cop or something... I mean, yeah, it's all beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, in the end game, whether it's more or less beneficial, I guess it all depends on what side of the coin you want to argue. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily more. more. I think it's just different. It's different. It has benefits. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I guess that's what I can think about it. It's 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 yeah it's there is benefits to it's life experience. Right. It's good life. Real world combat experience to a certain extent, um, and it, yeah, I mean, and now he's in a coaching gig to where he's teaching people how to be professional stranglers. You know, so <laughs> it's beneficial. Yeah, even it, but you know, I don't think that's what makes Donahue a great coach. I mean, I've never been coached by him, but obviously he's producing some fucking killers, and he's a, he's a smart dude. And I think that's what makes him a coach is just his his mind is yeah his analytical yeah, yeah, yeah. you know personality his brain right and everything he's done up to this point in his life it all ha- it all plays a role. But I think say he wasn't a bouncer say he went from because I think he played rugby and that's where he got fucked up that's why yeah. he's got leg problems or yeah. something knee problems or hip problems or whatever it is. Like if he went from playing rugby to a to a wrestling or you know a competitive jujitsu. Even if he went that path, he would probably still end up kind of in the same spot he is now, being a good coach. Yeah. But being that that wasn't like a, a viable path for him at this point in time, you know, he chose to be a bouncer while he was going through college or whatever. Yeah. That was just the path he chose. I honestly think competitive path, the bouncer path, they would have both put him back yeah. to what he's doing now. You know, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Yeah. Not here yet. It's... Yeah, I think it's. I think it was. I think it was too interesting. As I was like listening to, you know, there's two kind of interesting things from that. One, like why you know, it, it's interesting why we feel compelled. It's like okay, what what does it matter, right? Right? Like, is the guy's advice is, is he producing results? Is his advice solid? So then, what the fuck does it matter? You know what I mean? Because there is almost this like that's kind of the insinuation when you ask like, well, did he ever compete? Which is like, well, somehow. The fact that he never competed and he never won like a title or anything like that, 
somehow diminishes what he's saying because he doesn't have that title and and so Gordon, you know, feels compelled to have to defend defend it. and justify saying like, well, no, but he did this other thing which gave him the experience which should make make his advice elevated uh, you know, so one, it's just kind of interesting. It's like, who the fuck cares? Who cares? Yeah, I remember like Greg Jackson, like back in the day, it was like, what that dude do? Nothing. Who the fuck cares? He's producing fucking killers. Like, no one fucking cares. So I think that that's, uh, um, you know, just kind of an interesting deal. But two, like the way, I, the more I kind of thought about, because I remember Roly like telling me, they're like, dude, you got to go after submissions. Like, you're gonna fucking break it. Mm-hmm. And and if you're not, then you may as well just leave your money. At, at home like you're just wasting your money because there's motherfuckers out there that won't tap until you break it especially uh, we've talked about that before especially at high level tournaments yeah yeah like you yeah dude when I go to a tournament man like I slap a submission on somebody like I fully intend on breaking that fucking limb 100% heat yeah like I'm trying to break it like and you better tap that's on you I know. It's the ref's going to stop or you're going to tap. It's, yeah I'll say some people get that like that's something that I've learned more as I competed Mm mm-hmm and I think that that's something actually competition has kind of like taught me is that mindset. Like there's definitely a difference between putting a fucking submission on when I'm doing open mat and when I'm in competition now. And there didn't used to be. It was all kind of the same thing. So I think that any really good competitor, uh, you know, especially at the high level, like they're trying to fucking break the yep. shit. And I think almost all of them at some point have suffered and have inflicted a fucking serious injury on someone because like, that's the intention. That's the intention. And they, and they, and it fucking went through. So I think, yeah, anyways, I've, I mean, I've done it before in competition, got a hold of somebody's arm in a Kimura and cranking the fuck out of it. And they're not tapping. Next thing you know, that shoulder gives and it just like, it turns the rubber and <laughs> makes your stomach turn. I've done it to somebody's shoulder, the Kimura. I've done it in arm bar. I've done it from an Americana. Yeah. The elbow just given. And it's it's a nasty feeling, but it's part of the game. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah but I, I think more the more important point is, is why do you, you know, it's just, I think it's just ego. Ego. Someone yep. trying to, like, he, whenever someone's successful, there's always haters, you know, and they're trying to poke holes in this game. And Donner's successful with what he's doing. He's, a, he's obviously a great coach. And people are like, oh, there's got to be some flaws. Let's find some holes. Oh, he never competed. He doesn't have world titles. Well, who fuck cares? Yeah. He's good at what he does. Most of the time, some of the greatest coaches weren't that great at what the you know the sport they're coaching in. Yeah, they were good. They were you know probably average or above average competitors. But look at all the great coaches in the world from any sport over. A lot of them were just average level players. I mean, they might have been high level. Average level players, you know, but yeah. they weren't. They weren't Michael Jordan. They weren't the Michael Jordans, yeah. exactly. And, and a lot of the really good competitors aren't great coaches. Yeah, because they're just so fucking natural. They don't really, really. We've talked about this before. Like you'd be so focused on yourself, yourself too. Yep. Like, the, yeah, some of the best dudes out there, gals out there. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're great coaches. Yeah. Just because they got a million world titles, doesn't mean they're going to be able to impart that wisdom on you. No. It doesn't even really mean that they know what the fuck. They, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to know. No. No. Yeah, like, being a coach, being able to break things down on that level, it's a completely different skill set than being a great competitor. Whole, completely different skill yeah. set. Yeah. So, it's, uh, 
But yeah, yeah. no. I, it's just haters trying yeah. to find a flaw. I know, I know. Is. But it was just, it was just funny. I just, I was like, oh, that's an interesting take. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, he's got some interesting points. But I do think he's just kind of generalizing shit a little bit. And some of that is just the ego. I, I think that he would have been, you know, we we're just sitting there picking apart his answer. But yeah, he, yeah, he, he probably just would have been better off saying like, he's a great coach. Yeah. What else do I need to fucking say about that? Who the, yeah. who the fuck cares? Yep. I'm winning the fuck out of shit. Look how many people coming out of his camp were killing people. Yep. What does it matter? What does it matter? Yeah. He wear he's weird. He wears his rash guard everywhere, and he's teaching us how to kill people. That's right. That's all you need <laughs> That's to know. That's all you need to fucking know. Man. That's all you need to know, man. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So last thing I got is uh, I thought it might be an interesting or, or a good time to just touch on a subject that again I know we've talked about before, but. I think it's a little apropos. Um, What's that word mean? Like, uh, I believe that it means um, like good time to talk about it, like or appropriate time. I, I was gonna pretend I knew what it means because I, I have a. I think like the way you used it in that context it seems appropriate, and yeah. I'm pretty sure I understood the the meaning. But then I thought to myself, like, I really don't know what that word means. Like, I, I just could, came out of my I, mouth. I'm like, why am I saying this? <laughs> I really just meant to say, like, this would be a good time to talk about it. And then I'm, like, listening to myself, like, apropos. And I'm like, what did I say? And then you call me on it, too. And you're like, what does that word mean, James? I, I was trying to think of, like, what, what is the Webster's Dictionary version of that word? And I couldn't tell you. Anyways, I didn't mean to put you on blast. No, 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 no. It's all right. That, I, that's for you fucking word. being on my back for four and a half minutes today. I should yeah, piss well. me the fuck off. <laughs> Man, I don't get there very often, brother. I was like, oh, I am hanging on. I'm going to enjoy it back here. Um, I was very apropos about that position. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the right that way to use it. Is that the right way to use it? No. All right. That's all right. We'll keep slaughtering fucking we'll find the word. We'll find the Is right it language. even really the English language, too? I have no idea. It's part of the English language because we use it as part of it, but it's not English. It sounds French. It does sound French. So, anyways, <laughs> um, the mindset behind how, as you go through your jujitsu journey, your biggest strength can end up becoming your biggest weakness, and it's something that you've, you like you have to figure out how to get past, or else it's really gonna fucking stunt your your jujitsu journey, and. Uh, I feel like it's uh, um, just looking back for me because coming off of this year, I feel like uh, um, spending all the time like because you know a couple things for me I know are strengths coming in. I'm strong, got good grips, my rigor mortis guard, and then I was getting good with really good with leg locks, and so I was listening a lot to you guys telling me like, man, you gotta you know relax and move and don't rely on the leg locks and stuff. And, uh, and, but they were working for me, you know, and they were my strengths, but eventually they started to kind of like hold me back a little bit. And I think, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, we, we've kind of talked about, but everybody comes into jujitsu with some strengths and they get you fucking pretty far. They, they, they you know, they get you going on, on white belt and then a blue belt. But if you don't figure out how to round things out and work it, work it out, man. It can kind of hold you back, so... Yeah, I think it's worth, you know, talking about it every once in a while because people forget. And I know we've talked about it on several occasions, but yeah, you, 
And that's saying that cliche saying it's a cliche for a reason. You know, your biggest strength is usually your biggest weakness because it will it will bring you to a grinding fucking halt in jujitsu. You know, if someone's abnormally strong or abnormally fast or abnormally flexible, whatever the fucking attribute is, it and you'll find success with it. So it's hard to, um, I don't know, find flaw in it because you're like, oh, it worked here, it worked there, and. Yes, but in the long in the long haul, it's not going to aid you growing in jiu-jitsu and, and becoming better at jiu-jitsu as a whole. It's it's not because you're going to default to that all the time, and you're you're not going to grow and evolve. You're not going to learn new techniques, or when you get injured and you have to work around that injury, it's going to be so fucking discouraging to you, and that, that's when you see you see people quit. You know. Because let's say let's say their attribute was being you know being fast, okay. Let's just say that you know they were just quick, they were light on their feet. Well, they get a fucking injury, they lose some of that explosiveness, or they get older, you know. Yeah. And you're not quite as quick as you once were. You got you you got to find another route, or if not, you're just gonna get discouraged and you might quit. You know, and and even though you might finally come to that realization, it's still there. You still default back to that, yeah. And you got to fight that back. And it's not bad to go back to it once in a while to you know resharpen that sword. But then you got to come back out of it, and that that's just a constant through all out of you know through jujitsu, through your whole jujitsu path is embracing that strength, using it, sharpening it, and then getting away from it and growing, and then coming back to it, sharpening it, and coming away from it and growing. Like that's I think that's just part of the flow. Yeah, but dude, I see it all the time. I've seen, I've been in jiu-jitsu for a long fucking time. I've come across a lot of really natural athletes, you know, in, in some way, shape, or form. And it almost always levels out come purple brown belt time, for sure. Just those physical attributes. And I mean, that sounds real freakish. Um, But it, it does. And then by the time you get to black belt, you still have physical freaks, you know, and they obviously they're just always going to have a slight advantage. But that shit stops making less of a difference. It'll, it'll get you through white belt. It'll get you through blue belt. You'll be slaughtering tournaments. Guess what? Come purple belt, yeah, it's not so special anymore. Because by, by purple belt, most of the people you're going to come across have seen everything you're doing. Yeah. Like, I've seen this before. I've seen some young dude that can wrestle his fucking ass off. I've seen some athlete that's strong. I've seen some dude with a ridiculous gas tank. Like I've, I've seen all these things before. Okay, yeah, white and blue belt are kind of a part of their trick, so to speak, to, yeah. your, to your training par- partners or competitors. But by the time someone hits purple belt and they've got enough time on the mat, purple and brown belt, it's like you can start picking those people out. You see them. They come into your gym like, oh, that dude's pretty fit. He's probably like this. Oh, yeah, I was right. You know Oh, I see. You see him warming up. Like, okay, I can. I know what to expect from this guy. You start learning all the little tells. Yeah. You know, the, the poker face isn't so good. You can you can pick it out. Yeah, I mean, and we all have them, you know. And you, but they are gonna stunt your growth if you're not willing to push those aside and fucking grow. It's the yeah. end of the game. Yeah, no, for sure. I think too. Besides, uh, like physical attributes, like positional stuff too. Like someone can get really good at a position yep. and then just 
like use it all the time and you know and then the, the, that, that goes hand in hand because lots of times if you get really good at a position it's because of the physical, physical attribute, attribute that goes that, along that with aids it, it yep. right so it makes it a really comfortable or familiar position and, yeah. and you get success with it a couple of times so then you're like oh that's my position that's great get good at it but move the fuck on yeah if you want to be a well-rounded <clears throat> jiu-jitsu person and, and keep at this for a long time you got to learn all all areas of it yeah 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 if not, it's just boring as fuck, too. It makes it so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to take your ass whoopings on the way. Like, when you're when you're trying to work a new position, it's not fun, man. There's days, most days your ego is just going to take us an assault. Not only are you going to get abused physically, but then you're going to be abused mentally because you're going to just get your fucking ass whooped. And you just, yeah, just got to deal with it, dude. Yeah. It's just part of the game. Yeah, and, no. And, but I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Yeah, that is part of, I think part of the, the, one of the hard things with trying to realize like, oh, I'm letting this hold me back is, you know, well, why? Like, why are you hanging on to this so tightly? And, and usually it's because like, you don't want to tap, you don't want to quote unquote lose. And so you just keep defaulting back to it. But it's, uh, there's a little bit of an ego thing there. And I, That's, I, think it's not, I think it's more than a little bit of an ego thing. I think it's a lot of an ego it thing. It is, yeah. And I, I think, too, because this is, this is something I, I recently went through. And it, it, was, it was an interesting realization. Because, man, you, you guys, I mean, you remember, man. Like, there was some very fucking frustrating moments for me with this, like, you know, quit doing that leg lock bullshit. Get up and pass. And, it, and I'm just... It took me so fucking long to really wrap my mind around exactly what you guys were saying. I think part of the thing, though, is like I always had faith. You know, I always had faith like, okay, I trust Rob and Kevin. Like, I may be frustrated. I may not fucking see what they're seeing. I may not. But I trust them that they're going to. So even if I don't know exactly why, I still need to try to listen to them and, and, and implement what they're, uh, what they're saying. But it is, it's frustrating when you've got reality kind of telling you one thing and then you got your coaches telling you another thing. And by reality, I mean like your reality, your reality as far as like how you view your success when rolling. And so, you know, for me, again, going back to the footlocks, it's like, you know, I've got two wins in under 30 seconds in, in tournaments with footlocks. I mean, they're, I, I've fucking tapped you know, you and Kevin and pretty much everybody in that fucking gym I've tapped to, you know, to footlock. So like reality's telling me I'm pretty goddamn fucking good at those things. So why do my coaches keep telling me to stop doing it? Why do they keep fucking telling me to get a, you know, stop that bullshit and work on this other stuff? And it was as I started to like progress and you get into like that, you know, the, like you said, like the purple belt and that level and I start running into people and they're like, I've seen this footlock bullshit before. And now I know how to defend it. Now what do you got? And it's like, oh, nothing. And it's like, okay, well, I got a lot of stuff extra here. here I'm and, and it's like, that's when I started realizing, you know, it's, it's like, like you're saying, like eventually someone's going to, you're going to come across someone who, who has seen what you're doing, who knows how to shut down your A game. And if you got nothing else to fall back on, you're fucked. And so you have to have something else, even if that something else is simply to make them start thinking about that something else so you can go back to your A game. Exactly. And I think that's the thing where a lot of people miss. It's like, man, don't abandon your A game. 
No, don't. Yeah, I think I think you're right, and that it is frustrating when you have success, and your reality is telling you different than what your coach's reality is, as he sees and he's telling you. It is it is frustrating and hard to come to terms with, but you gotta understand. Your coach is telling you that for a reason. Your coach isn't telling you that because he wants to see you fail. Because he, he isn't seeing you do something and have success with it. And he thinks, oh, well, I'm going to tell him to do something else because they're going to get their fucking ass whooped. Right, I want to see him get their I want to see him get their ass whooped. No, that's never the fucking case. <laughs> I mean, I guess never. I never really thought about it, but putting it that way is kind of funny. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. I mean, unless your coach hates you unless and you your don't coach know hates it. You. <laughs> but I, I can... I can say from my perspective, that's never the fucking case. I've had this with many people I've trained to where they're having a ton of success using some position or some attribute. And I tell them like, hey, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should always do it. Like you're stunting your growth. Like let's move on. Let's go to something. Work on a different area of your fucking game. Try this. And, and, And I always try to say like what you're doing isn't wrong or isn't bad. And you can funnel the match back to that, your A game or your A position. But if you don't ever play in these other positions and know how to route people back to your A position, like you're never going to, once you get taken out of that, you find someone that has a good defense to this, you're going to be a fish out of fucking water. And and that's what a lot of it is. And I, I think what you said about having faith in, so, yeah, sometimes coaches are going to tell you something that you do not agree with. But if you've made it to purple belt with your coach, you know, you know, purple and brown belt with your coach, and you really trust them and respect them, even though you might not agree with them, sometimes you just got to, all right, fair enough. Yeah. I heard what you said. I'm going to fucking put it into practice. And that's it. And just run with it. But sometimes you, blind faith is fucking beautiful sometimes. Because there's sometimes. Cause coach said so. Because coach said so. Why are you working on that? Coach said so. And then you fucking do it, and it's then one day it'll fucking work, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Then you'll be like, oh, that's why he told me that. Oh yeah. And, and dude, it might take six months. And the coach yelling at you like, quit fucking doing that. What are you doing? Yeah. Stand up. Do this. I told you to fucking quit doing that. You know, you've heard us. Oh yeah. Kevin and I yell across the gym at people like, what the fuck is that? No. Yep. Like, what are you doing over there? Why is that leg right there? God damn! How many times have I told you not to fucking do that? <laughs> you know and yes and it is man sometimes you just have that blind faith and fucking run with it and get fucked and up get fucked up man and learn those lessons because your coach is telling you this shit for a reason yeah he's not telling you these things to be a dick this goes back to our episode that coach doesn't hate you <laughs> right right right, had, right yeah I think we had an episode titled we did coach, coach doesn't, doesn't hate you coach doesn't hate you no and, and we're not telling you things to make ourselves feel better we're telling you things because we're seeing the flaws in it. You know, probably because we've made those goddamn mistakes. We, uh, we've seen it. Like, okay, he's getting yeah. pretty, oh, she, he or she's getting pretty good with this. Oh, and she's always going to. Every time I look over in the training room, I, I see him in this position. Like, God damn it. Fucking move on. Work some other stuff. Work some other stuff. Yeah. Like, it, it's more fun. It is more fun. You and know, it, yeah. when you can get more comfortable in other positions, it's more fun. I think so. It, it, dude, and... Man, like I say, you know, we're, and again, I think this a lot of this comes into play about that purple belt level. Like, man, like, you have training partners that are really good in one position, let them put you in that position. 
if you're not caught, if you don't know like how to get yourself out of your A game and just start there. Like, oh, you got somebody that's really good at being on your back. Guess what? Start on my fucking back. You got somebody that's really good at side control. All right, you start a side control. Let's go. Yeah. And that'll take you out of it. And you, then you got to deal with that. Then you might be able to escape and then put them in your A game. But that's fine. At least you had to work there. You didn't just fucking slap hands and run right into your A game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah it, it's a tough thing, man. I, I and I totally understand that because there's still times Kevin tells me shit and I get frustrated. You know, and he, he, I mean, he said something to me today, you know, something what I was doing and he pointed it out to me. I didn't realize, I didn't really realize I was doing it. And I, my first initial reaction, I was about to argue with him, like justify why yeah. I was doing it. And I stopped myself. I was like, all right, I'll pay attention to that. And just fucking just kept wrestling. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes it stings a little bit because he'll, you know, he'll tell you to do something. Like you said, I'm not above it you know when coach tells me something he, he, he sees something I'm doing that I don't realize and he tells me I'm doing it and it's like ah fucking hurt a little bit like fuck you I know better so I, I know that mindset you yeah. know like I, I, I'm not above that mindset I still hear it but some, it's a lot most of the time it's just best off to be like noted <laughs> let's go on yeah it, it, it really is yeah it's, no I think we talked about that last episode like you almost have to like take that 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 kind of anger that you start to feel like defensiveness and like, no, that's a signal that that's you should be listening. Yep. And that's, that's exactly what I realized today. Cause he, he said something and initially it was like defense. Ooh, I need to argue why I'm doing this. And then I thought to myself, Oh, that's my sign right there. Yep. That I don't need to argue. I need to shut the fuck up and just like listening. Thank yep. you coach. <laughs> Please yeah. Continue to strangle me. Yeah. That's such a powerful yeah. thing, man. To, to be able to make that mental shift because no one likes to be criticized no one likes to be told like quit doing that shit you know whatever it is like your initial reaction is going to be like fuck you but uh yeah yeah to be able to make that mental switch and you've talked about this before too um about how you'll make rules for yourself and so you'll be like all right this i am not gonna be you know rear naked choking people this month or i'm gonna be doing it only with my left arm or i'm gonna be working on this position but like I, I think that's really important like that's something that i had to like i had to be fucking super conscious like i went through months where i was like i'm not footlocking anyone i don't care how enticing they can put their foot right in my armpit and i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna come up and work it and it dude it's so true man like what what you said too about like if you just have faith in the process like there'll be a moment where you'll be like oh okay this is what he was saying. Now I see what he was saying. And again, I can just attest to that. Like, dude, since I've been working on my passing more, I feel like my, it's opened everything else up. It opens, it opens the shit you like doing up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is, man. It's like sometimes people forget. They're like, oh yeah, James does leg locks because they're so used to me coming up to pass. And then they're like so worried about the pass that it's like, oh, I'll take that foot there. And it's like all the shit opens up. And it is it's so much more fun when you're like, okay, I can't get my A game. What else can I do here? Okay, let's go to this position. This position's fun. Oh, I haven't been here in a while. And you know, let's do this. And it's like, yeah, like jujitsu is so much more fun when you're when you you know look at it that way. But and then competition's a different thing. Competition is a totally different thing. I we're, we're this this conversation is about evolving and growing as a jujitsu person. You're training and rolling, rolling and, for for the longevity. Yeah. Yep. Your competition's A game. Go and do your A game. Go and do yeah. pose your fucking A game. 
then if you get taken off that, at least hopefully hopefully you've listened to this conversation and you've developed some other areas. Yes. But yeah, competition's fucking A game. Right. Sharpen that sword, fucking A game. That was the funny idea. Yeah, yeah. Like I said when, when Rolly's like, what's your game plan? I'm like, uh, I'm going to work hard. He's like, well, if you want something more than that? <laughs> grab his foot. Try this. Off. Yeah, he's like, you know, grab his foot and just fucking rip it off. And I'm like, wait a minute. So everything that. that you guys have been telling me not to do for the last year, you're telling me to do? Yep. And they're like, well, fuck yeah, that's your A game, man. This is competition. You go back to that shit. And it's like, oh, okay. But you just, I just had so much more confidence going out there knowing that, like, all right, well, if this don't work, I got other things to do. So, But it's still what I'm looking for, that second match that I lost. I spent that whole time just looking for that dude's foot because it's like, that's my A game. I know if I get that foot, things are good. But... Uh, yeah, I just it, you can't just do that all the time. Competition is one thing. Competition is one thing, and even though you don't like say you're not working your A game, it's still there, and you can come back and drill it, and and and, and you can give yourself it. Like if you know, I always, dude, I always have jujitsu rules for myself, man. Always, I don't share most of the time, and people have no idea. But I'll have positions that I, I'm avoiding certain certain. Aspects, little details of certain. Uh, there's always jiu-jitsu rules I have, and I stick to those motherfuckers. And man, it, that pays off so much, dude. And I, I think that's such an important thing for people uh, to implement. Yeah. You know, like, I I noticed it. You know, I caught a sweet rear naked choke with my left arm. You know, last night, and I was pumped because it was like fucking surgical, dude. It was like, and because before everything was, yeah, I do it. My go-to was right arm, right arm, right arm. And I, dude, I had it was it was like a three-month rule, and I still kind of applying that rules. Most of the time, I'm not choking with my right arm. Just like I gotta give more. I want to be fucking doing my left arm and naked choke in my sleep. Like no thought, just just needs to be there. And I, I last night it was there. Like dude, there was no chin involved. There was no like. Boom, it was in a scramble and that left arm was a right like like I was slicing that motherfucker's head off. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, ooh, I usually have that precision with my right arm. My left arm usually gets slapped over the face. <laughs> you know? And I crush the face, the face for a minute. I do the face crush, the shocker crusher, and then it slips into the chin and then I get the choke. Oh no, dude. It was like a fucking scalpel. It was like boom and it was done. And I was like, ooh, that's my months you know, three months of only allowing myself you know, left arm, rear naked choke. See, that's focused practice, man. Focus practice, dude. No, I have those rules all the time. Different positions. Oh, I, like I, I, I could just go on for days about the different different positions, different little rules I put to myself. Like, because I'll, I'll have go-tos and I'll realize that. Like half butterfly. Like that was one of my go-tos. Like, and I had to, like, I had to stop doing my, okay, okay, on this side, I'm no, not doing half butterfly anymore. Just because it's a crutch. I can get there and, stall and get there do this like okay stop and I, I had to make myself stop doing shit like okay just stop like I'm not involved in any, my game That's anybody's funny, game you know yeah. like anything like I'm the same way dude. I almost get bored yeah it's hey, like it's, you get bored it's not that it's not working it's right. almost like when shit works too well it's yep. like alright fuck alright I need I know something what, else to do yeah cause you can predict the whole like the whole you can predict the whole series of events with certain, with certain training like you get so good at one position you're like okay his weight's gonna shift here. I'm gonna lift this. Then this arm's gonna be here. Boom, boom, boom. All right, start it over. <laughs> like, it's just like fire. Once it gets to that point, like the record scratches. Oh, that's a new rule for me. Do nope. something else. Do something else. Do yeah. something new. I know. And then you get fucked up. You're like, God, I want to do that so bad. And then there'll be times where I'm getting cross base and I'm laying there. And I'm just like, 
okay, let's defend the cause. And I say, okay, I can't do this because that's my rule. Man, I want to do this. <laughs> I'll, I'll get into these arguments, <laughs> arguments with Come myself. Come on, just this well, one time. Why I'm getting fucked up, I'm trying to justify it to myself. Just this one time, no one knows, no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows I'm breaking my rule. But you can't, man, you can't. Yeah. No, I think that's important. I think it's really important to people. Because it is, you start, at first, it seems like you're getting your ass kicked no matter what you do. And then you see a little glimmer of light, you know, something starts working for you. And like I said, usually it's a combination of a physical attribute and a position that kind of tie in together. And yeah, it's, you start building on that and it's going to have, you're not going to be able to get away. Like your personality, these things are always going to be part of your game. But like you said, I think that's an important thing that we touched on. It's not that you don't abandon it. No, no, don't. You know, I mean, as a coach, we're never saying completely abandon it. Yeah, it may sound that way because, like, I think the problem is, is like, if you're so far, the the pendulum for you is swung so far one way with something, your coach almost has to come across as anti that thing just to get get you your mindset to come into the middle. Yep. And it's not that they, it's not where they really are, but they just know that like they have to come across that way just to get you to, to see the, how important they feel that it is that you start moving back in this direction. I, I so. think that that's a really good point is, yeah, yeah, you get so far in that direction with this position or attribute and for your coach to say, hey, let's back that off a little bit. That's not going to resonate with you. Yeah, it's not the, so they got to act like the antithesis to that. Yeah, like, hey, that is bullshit. Play. Bullshit. Just knock Stop that fucking that. shit. Just yes. knock it the fuck off. Yes, just stay away yes. from it. Just knock yes. it the fuck off. And then the the hope is like, no, you're not gonna knock it the fuck off, but you're gonna come closer right. to that end of the spectrum. Right, right, At least right. You come out of this end. And I know that you knocking it the fuck off will basically be be fifty percent somewhere more moderate. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 I think that's a good way to put it. That is man. true, man. I know. I've had I've had to fucking this last year has been an interesting part of my jujitsu jujitsu journey, for sure. Just with that, because it's uh, yeah, it was very frustrating. It's, I, I've seen you go through some frustrating times this past year, and some ebbs and flows and growths and it. Like yeah, dude, that's where you're at in your jujitsu path. Like that's it, man. And oh yeah, you're creeping on that brown belt level. You know, you got a pretty good understanding of shit. Like, fucking, yeah, just trying to do my thing, man. Yeah, it's, uh, I know. I may need to take, I keep saying this, I need to take some time off, but I'm like, what the fuck else am I going to do with myself? You need to take time off. Dude, I'm so Like a day or two, like a day or two, I know, but when do I get a day or two? I'm back to training five days a week. I take Mondays and Thursdays off. So, I need like two days in a row off. But I've been training fucking like crazy since before Masters Worlds. Cause it's fun. It is fun. It is fun. It's I woke up. Get your exercise in. It's fun. Ah, oh, I know. I so beat my Morpheus said you're fifty three percent today. <laughs> Orange HRV's down. Feeling all sore and beat up. And I told Kiel, I was like, man, just got to push through this. I'm gonna find my second win. And then I'm like, who the fuck am I kidding? This is like my fifth or sixth win, <laughs> dude. This is like, I this is like my fourth or fifth time pushing through this feeling. Like, eventually something will break but it's just so much fun so much fun that's the problem it's fun that is the problem and it is it's like what else are you gonna do like i it's like taking a day off from jujitsu sounds good until you take a day off from jujitsu and then you're just like god damn it i should have tried yeah like what am i doing here i'm just watching more tv it's <laughs> bullshit like it's bullshit. <laughs> i don't want to clean my house doing yeah. laundry what is this nonsense nonsense hanging out with the family no i'm kidding, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding i love you guys so 
Anyways, there you go. Speaking of that, though, I'm pumped. Shiloh whooped you guys' ass this week in the Fitbit Challenge. She did. I was, she I was did. pumped in that. I dude. was proud of her, man. So was I. She was getting out and... Did she wear the crown around? The fucking Nerf gun war crown that you wore? Oh, no. We got to pull that out. We'll give it to her. She should have that crown. She should. She's the, she's the step champion of the house. You just demoralize us. You have more steps than all three of us combined. <laughs> it's my job. I walk I off in that job. I know, man. It's a disadvantage to you guys. I told you the other day I was trying to wrap my mind around exactly how many steps you get each day. And like I, it seems almost inconceivable to me. To walk around that much. It's not. But I was like, dude, when we went to Vegas, I went to Vegas and we walked our fucking faces off and didn't even hit 30,000 steps. I'm like, what? How are you getting like 40,000? Like, it's insane. It's not, really, it's not. You think about it, man. You know, like, I was, the only way you could really understand is just you go to work with me for the day. I guess I have to. You'd have to, you know, I just... Or just have you wear a body cam for me, and then I can just review the footage <laughs> while I'm sitting down. <laughs> I think you'd be better off coming to work with me for the day. Not adding to my steps. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just part of the that you know. That's one of the reasons why I like my job. I mean, you got to do something to pay the bills. Like, I've had a lot of different jobs over the past ten years of my life. Like, this one's a good fit for me. Yeah. Know? I'm outside, I'm getting exercise. It's not too terribly strenuous, but I'm moving all day long. It's See, all these attributes would be like, if you're in an office, you'd be an animal. They'd oh. be trying to kick you out, but you put you in a FedEx truck and you found your calling. And they cut me loose and just leave me the fuck alone. Found the right pawn. Yeah. Found the right game to play. Yeah, I found the right game to play to pay my bills. That's really all it is. is I found the right game to play to pay my bills to where I keep my sanity, I keep some exercise. and I'm good with that, man. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. That's it. My boss is an asshole. So I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wakes me up in the middle of the night with all these problems. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Cool. All right, man. That's all I got. That's good. I'll try to come with some notes next week. That's. I've been slacking on the notes thing. Hair's coming in nice, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Looking... This is the long. I know that I've said it a few times, but this is the longest my hair has been in twenty fucking years, man. Yeah. It's looking all right. I don't know. Looking all right. It's even even the bald spot. I think I'm gonna have some growth back there. Yeah. I got some seedlings. It'll be balding. It'll be balding, but I, th- I think you know if another couple months pass, like yeah, it'll be there'll be some decent coverage. Yeah, you're not gonna need a Trump comb over, but no, no toupee, no Rogaine. No, I won't even have to rock a comb over. You're a handsome bastard. Yeah, to start having to call you handsome Rob. That's a stretch. <laughs> I'm pretty certain I look better. I told you, long hair, the fucking Spartans. The whole thing was makes a handsome man more handsome and a ugly man more fearsome. So you really can't go wrong. Win win. I think I'm more handsome, boy. Oh, I forgot. I was reading. Uh, um, I may have told you this. I forget the. Uh, oh, what's his name? The fucking one of the Greek dudes that I'm reading. It does the histories, and he was talking about the history of uh, of Sparta and Lycurgus, the founder of Sparta. You know why he picked red capes? You know, red for them because it looked the least like a woman's outfit. <laughs> Literally, that's how he picked it. It's well, it looks the least like a woman's outfit. Those red capes, fucking a. That's what we're going. That's with. what we're going with. Not like why do they have to wear capes? I don't understand why they're wearing capes. It, it well, was why their, is it capes a choice piece of attire? It's their fucking their their uh, their fucking cover, I, you know, like their coat. But 
then they could just fucking whip it off and show off their abs. <laughs> start that, killing is that, Persians. Is that the benefit of the cape? You can... A cloak. I think it's like I think I think you want to call it a cloak. It's not a cape. Like a cape is like what fucking Superman wears. It's right. just a little piece of cloth on your back that flaps in the wind. Right. Like a cloak is like you know it acts as a fucking coat or you know so you you, you I, wear I think it. of like a shawl like an old lady would wear. Like a fucking full-length shawl. Isn't <laughs> that what it is? Kind of. Kind yeah. of. But anyways. I don't um, really know the true dif- the true difference between a cape and a cloak. When I hear cloak, I think of like invisibility cloak. The cloak comes wraps around you, comes over the shoulders and comes around to the front. A cape just hangs just down hangs the down back and covers your back. ass. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the difference. That's why a cloak is better because you wear your cloak, you got your regular clothes, and then it's like your coat. Yeah, it's it's like not a coat. coat. It's a cloak. Because then you can use it as a blanket, you can use it as like, it's got all sorts of fucking... Function. Function, besides... And if it was like a coat and you had your arms in there. That's right. Cumbersome. And remember those Persians were effeminate because they put fucking carpets under their beds and they wore coats in the winters as fuckers. Pussies. Pussies. So, we, we just got a red, red cloak because we don't want to look like women. Chose red because he didn't want to look like women. That's part of the problem I'm having with this fucking hair. The fact that I'm having to use shampoo and conditioner... Bullshit. <laughs> he's, he's tripled his bathroom, his shower supplies. I, went, I have. I went from one bottle that washed my head, my face, my body, everything. One bottle. Now I got fucking that. I got shampoo. I got fucking conditioner. You know they make all-in-one stuff. Shampoo, conditioner, body wash. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been Z advised, uses it. But I've been advised to use otherwise. Man, like, dude, I noticed, like... We're not even gonna get into this. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm, I'm not even gonna. Get into this. <laughs> no, I don't even want to talk about this. I feel very insecure in this conversation. Having new shampoo and conditioner. Okay. I haven't had, I haven't had buy shampoo in fucking years. Hair's so overrated, man. It's fucking dumb. It's so dumb. Not really. It is. It's That's dumb. good. No, it's useless. It's not useless. Yeah, it is. No, 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 no. That's what keeps the top of our head from burning. So is a hat. Well, I've been bald for 20 fucking years. We didn't always have hats. Humans have not had a long enough time with hats to evolve not having hair. So. Correct. So we still have. We're in the year 2019, right? We're in 19? Yeah. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. I have access to hats and sunscreen. Yeah. I'm okay. I don't need hair. To keep my head from burning. Listen, Rob, it's okay. <laughs> Shampoo and conditioner does not say anything about your masculinity. Oh, it challenges it. It's bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. It's fucking bullshit. All right, well. It's frustrating. I'm sure the happy gals will have. Maybe they'll get you a gift basket. <laughs> <laughs> gift card to bed, bath, and beyond. Exactly. Like, some, some shampoo and conditioner. Some little barrettes and braids <laughs> and shit. Great. I know. Kevin was getting his fucking braids done up again today. Yeah, and Deborah's like, hey, pretty soon I'll be able to do yours too. Yep. Oh, last thing. Probably not, but. <laughs> Probably not. You know our, our fucking boy band poster? Yes. That the Happy Gals made. Yes. You know what the thing is? I don't think most people realize that I'm Bubbles. I don't think they do either. I don't think they do. I don't think they get it. They're like. That's okay. Yeah. And plus it's a black and white picture. Like you guys. You know, braids and baldy or, or fucking, <laughs> you know, color. 
But so I'm like, bubbles kind of hidden. Bubbles is kind of hidden. You gotta look for bubbles' face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a black shirt on there. Black and white. Just your face is black and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I I forget who it was. I think uh, like Kevin showed the picture to Amelia and had to tell her like, no, that's James. She's like, what? He's like, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So, anyways, I just I realized that I'm like, I can't believe that more people are not giving me shit about that fucking picture. And then I realized like, oh, they don't know that's me. Yeah, that. There's that and. We've desensitized our whole gym with the blue steel pictures hanging in the bathroom. That is true. In the bathroom, the first time that Shaman told me, he was like, he's like, I forget what he told me. Something along the like, he he's like, yeah, man, I saw your picture in the bathroom. I didn't realize it was a joke. I just thought that like you really were like I forget how he put it, but like the insinuation was like that I put it in. I put it in there on purpose because like I thought so highly of it in myself, and I'm like, oh my! That was the first time I realized like, wow! I never realized people could take it that way. <laughs> I thought everybody knew it was a joke, but then I, that makes me wonder how many other people re- don't realize that's a joke. Me too. <laughs> that, that skews their opinion to you greatly. Oh my goodness, that's fucking hilarious. I know, dude. I've thought about that a lot. There's a lot of people, there are some people in here that don't realize that's a joke. I got that is, that is my, my picture in the bathroom. Blue Look, steel. blue steel. Oh, oh man. So. All right. All right. Okay. That will be the last thing. I think that is Let's it. Let's call it right. All right, we got to get so. Okay, ma'am. Cool. Well, I guess we'll uh, talk to everybody next week. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Shoot.